WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts, and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation. Plus, MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your place for news, politics, arts, and culture. Sweet baby Jesus and the grown one, too. My desks have been desks. That's a clip of Barbara Howard, a teacher played by Cheryl Lee Ralph in the comedy Abbott Elementary. The sitcom has finally returned for another season after winning three Emmy Awards last week. If you're unfamiliar, the hit ABC show follows a group of teachers and their students at a fictional school in Philadelphia. We're going to recap the first episode, which aired on Wednesday and is currently streaming on Hulu. Here with us to discuss what to expect from a new season after the first one generated so much buzz is Danette Chavez, editor-in-chief of the TV review site Primetimer. Also joining us is Brandon Pope, reporter and anchor at CW26. And Ariane Nettles rounds out our panel. She's a journalism lecturer at Northwestern University's Medill School. Okay, panel, your initial impression of episode one. What stands out? Ariane, you first. Well, what stands out is that, you know, it... I guess Quinta's ability to know what we're going to be talking about before we even get there. Because clearly this episode was recorded long before um, this discussion about student loans, but, you know, it was just right on time. Mm-hmm. So I think it really kind of captured a lot of the stress that, you know, people across the country are facing right now, that economic stress that does interfere with the good work that you want to do in this world, right? You know, a lot of the talk around student debt forgiveness is not even, I think, just about us as individuals, but about what we can contribute when we don't have right. that debt hanging over us. And I think it really did capture that so well. And I just loved it. Yeah, no, that struck me too. I think they called him President Joey B was was yeah. the line. <laughs> uh, Danette, how about you? What did you think? Uh, I I felt the premiere wanted to answer a few big questions for us right away, and I kind of love that. Like, we know the status of uh, Janine and Tariq's relationship now. Um, We know what Barbara did over the summer and how she cut loose. Um, The show (laughs) is still so great with one-liners that see Barbara is different than land Barbara is something right. um, that I can already see being utilized in different ways <laughs> online. Yes, for sure. Brandon, Abbott fans, we've been waiting a long time for this new season. I wonder what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think it was worth the wait. Uh, this episode delivered and doubled down on all the charm of the first season, um, all the great characters, all the great character dynamics. I think one of my favorite things that's really struck people and I think helped this show kind of catapult is the way it handles generational divides. You know, you have Janine and Jacob, right, Uh, who are the newbies, fresh-eyed, idealistic, and then you have Barbara, Melissa, and, you know, that great janitor, Mr. Johnson, kind of the old heads of the group, but the relationship there isn't bitter. You know, it's one of like, all right, 
Let me you know, sit y'all down and let's educate you and let me support you and help you. And we're seeing that. We saw Barbara kind of mentoring a little bit. Uh, we saw Melissa, you know, uh, being a nurturer in a sense. And I think that just it, it, it carried on what we love so much about these characters Absolutely. from the original and developing some new things with them as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Before we dig in some more panel, we do have to talk about Cheryl Lee Ralph for another second here. Let's listen to a clip of her very moving acceptance speech at the Emmys last week. To anyone who has ever, ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true, I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you. Oh, I get chills every time I hear a clip of that speech. This was a long time coming, Ariane. Can you believe this was her first Emmy? I mean, it's like I could believe it, but it's still disheartening. The legendary Cheryl Lee Ralph? A legend, the dream girl, you know? Um, I think, though, but this moment was really inspiring for so many people. I saw so many people saying, well, Shirley Ralph said that I need to keep believing in myself, so I'm going to keep believing in myself. I think that, you know, even if it was late and kind of delayed, I mean, there's an image going around of Shirley Ralph hugging Quentin Brunson. They are both holding their Emmys, and it is literally the sweetest photo that I've ever seen. And in that, I'm like, I want that to be, you know, me and my mentee one day, right? I want want me and someone to be happy and celebrating our wins together. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's such a sweet moment that, yes, it came really late, but um, I'm I am very happy that she's getting her flowers and that she can see them. Right, so many people don't yeah. get to see how important they are and how loved they are. And I'm glad that she gets to appreciate it. Better late than never. And shout out to creator and star of the show Quinta Brunson. She won best comedy writer. Why did it take so long for Cheryl Lee Ralph to get her flowers, Brandon? Oh. <laughs> that's a that's a deep one. I mean, I think a lot of it just the way that black actresses and actors are treated um, mainstreamly by the Academy and by these voting bodies who award these. We've seen it for so long. It really is ridiculous that she's only the second black woman ever to win this award for, yeah. for lead actress or supporting actress in a comedy. That's mind-boggling to me when you think about how many great comedic actresses we've had on the screen and just actresses in general. And it's a problem across the board here. Halle Berry, she was a trailblazer, and then Lupita Nyong'o, and then who else when it comes to the Oscars, right? Yeah. But there's so many great black actresses. So to see Cheryl Lee Ralph literally getting flowers, you know, I mean, she's had, yes. I don't know if you guys have seen the viral clips, Beyonce. So many deliveries. Oprah, yes. All sending these flowers. It's long overdue. For I just sure. hope that the awards keep coming forward, too. Me too. Danette, let's dive back into the episodes. Uh, this season's going to have 22 of them versus 13. Do you think that that'll make it harder to keep people watching? No, because I think the show has already, you know, reinvigorated this format. This, this, you know, I I know a lot of people were able to catch up through streaming. um, But, you know, we're seeing more and more that that people are leaning back towards that uh, almost appointment viewing uh, kind of format where they're, they're coming in weekly. And I think Quinta Brunson has done such a great job of, 
you know, um, developing these characters, but also having these very clear story arcs, these very clear through lines. You know, uh, last season, you know, what we saw with Ava and um, Gregory in terms of that job, right? Like, who would have mm -hmm. thought that, like, that throwaway line about how Ava got that job would turn into that moment at the end uh, of the season? Um, it's, it's, it's also thoughtfully paced that I can see people tuning in uh, on a weekly basis. And I also think, you know, Abbott Elementary and Quinta Brunson have, you know, just reinvigorated this format. So I would not, you know, I, I'm not at all surprised that she's also bringing back that 22 episode model because yeah. the, that's that's the classic, you know, that that's the convention. We actually started, or, you know, programmers moved away from it. And the same way that I think that she brought back the broadcast sitcom in a big way, she's bringing back all, that 22 episode structure. Yeah. Well, speaking of all the things that, that uh, Quinta's creative mind has, has sort of brought to this program, I, I want to throw in a controversial opinion here. One critique that I've heard about Abbott Elementary is that it's a, a documentary style show that doesn't feel like it needs to be a documentary style. Like the ensemble is just so good as it is. I'm curious what you think, Ariane. I really disagree with that, with that point of view. Me too. I, I crack up laughing out loud. And I say that as someone who loves to laugh. I love to laugh at TV and I love TV that literally makes me laugh out loud. And when, you know, Quinta turns and looks at the camera and does that little. Those are the best parts. Wow, the best parts. Some of the best parts, honestly. And, and it's the same with all of the characters, right? That's when they really to me, feel like real people because those little smirks and those little looks are reminiscent of people I know, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know a Miss Barbara, okay? <laughs> I know all of these people. And so that is usually when I kind of fall out laughing in the room all by myself. Um, yeah. My son is probably like, what is she doing? Um, <laughs> and so I think that, you know, that, that's what makes it so special. And those are the reasons why we liked the office and this is unique and it's something different and it really does work for yeah, this I show. couldn't agree more. What do you think, Danette? Do you think it they should get off of the documentary style or stick with it? I think if any, you know, we, when we think about the office and modern family, I think if any of these shows actually has a premise that actually lends itself to the mockumentary format, it's Abbott elementary. Because think about Steve James, right? The documentaries that he's done, on uh you know you know schools right here in chicago um so like it makes much more i mean just logically yeah it makes much more sense to me that a documentary crew would follow this group of people versus a small yes company in pennsylvania exactly uh so brandon Ariane touched earlier on just you know the mention of of student loan debt and and how that reflects everything that we're actually going through right now in real time. A lot of real social issues are are just, I find, packed into Abbott Elementary. They touched on accessibility and inclusion themes last night as well. Uh, we saw second grade teacher Janine, who is uh, Quinta Brunson's character, uh, be late on rent. She's going through a breakup. Her car gets booted. Does any of that make the show less funny to you or is it just more relatable? I think the relatability actually makes the show funnier, and it kind of goes into that mockumentary style. Mockumentary brings the viewer in on the joke, but also brings them into the lives of these people. And we're dealing with something here, the education system, that all of us have had to go through. 
<laughs> so we can relate to almost every character. We can relate to the kids. We've had teachers like Miss Barbara and teachers like Janine. We've had our own situations with trying to maintain a job that may not be paying well yeah. and, you know, trying to deal with relationship issues and struggles with that and still show up as your best self for these people who are depending on you. All of that stuff helps put you into it. And also, once you're fully in, I mean, that just makes the laughs hit harder. And when they hit you with a joke, yes. it just adds that levity, right? You know, and yeah, we can all relate to these things, but uh, sometimes the best way to deal with it is to laugh a little bit. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, host of Reset, and I am talking to Brandon Pope, Danette Chavez, and Ariane Nettles about the sitcom Abbott Elementary and what we're thinking about season two after catching the first episode last night. All right, so during the press tour, Quinta Brunson teased about there being a guest star in, in the season two premiere. I love the fact that we now know that it was the beloved Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. Let's listen to a quick clip. I've managed to get the only celebrity that matters to come surprise our kids on the first day of school. America's favorite orange furry sweetheart, <gasps> Flyers mascot, Gritty. Yes! Yes! You should have said that as soon as you stood up. No need for those other words you said. Yes, Janine. The kids are going to love this. Yes! I know, right? I don't get Gritty. What's not to get, Gregory? <laughs> I just love how this show has such a sense of place, right? This isn't just a random city. It's Philly. Right, Ariane? Yes, yes. And, you know, as someone who is Chicago's biggest fan. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. And I can recognize and appreciate how place has become its own character in Abbott Elementary, right? Like, you know, these are Philly teachers these are Philly kids, and I think that that makes it feel even more special. And, you know, growing up in Chicago public schools, I always felt like a CPS kid, right? Like I was a Chicago kid. And so I think that is what makes it even more relatable because you know how much these kids would appreciate a home team mascot. Yeah, for sure. That is. That is a big celebrity. And so it just makes everything more special. Yeah. Speaking of the kids, one, one thing. Yeah, go ahead, Brendan. I was going to say one of the cool things I saw last night uh, during the episode, there were bars in Philadelphia that were playing the Philadelphia Phillies game on one TV and then Abbott Elementary, which is on at the same time, <laughs> on other TVs. So, like, people in Philadelphia are really embracing this show, which I think is really, really amazing. And they lean into it. I think yeah. that's really cool. That is awesome. That's where Quinta's from. And, you know, this is loosely based on her life, you know, with her, I think, first grade teacher, which is pretty darn cool, that connection coming full circle. Uh, well, Ariane brought up the kids. Danette, I wanted your opinion on this, because one thing I love is is the kids that they use in, in this show, they're not actors, right? It's not heavily scripted. They're just getting to be kids, getting to be their silly selves. Any other TV shows take this approach? Oh, gosh. Um I feel I mean, like they're all child know, actors in other shows, right? Where, the, you know, yeah, this has been a thing. You know, the, the thing is, they're typically uh, outnumbered by adults in a lot of shows, right? Like, yeah. So the, the kids end up acting more like adults or, you know, like they're defined by being precocious. Whereas here in Abbott Elementary, you know, they get to just be kids. And when you, when you also just think about, like, how supportive this environment must be to, to film in, 
you know, not not just for the, the, the adult cast members, but, you know, all these young kids who might be deciding for themselves that this is really what they want to do. But even if they're just kind of doing this for fun right now. Any thoughts on the kids, Brandon? I mean, these kids are outstanding. I think they, they're so they great. They are just really, really fun. And I think the, the best part about this show and how it addresses children is that these are black kids. And this education system, as we know, doesn't always treat black kids as they would other kids. Yeah. Here we are allowed to see these black kids thriving. We see them as smart. We see them as fun-loving. We see them as ingenious. And that's what these kids are. And so I just love seeing a show that lets that happen. And the fact that these kids are actors, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a person who really, I'm kind of anti-child actors. I don't think kids need to be put under a rigorous acting schedule at a young age. Mm-hmm. So to see that these kids aren't, I think it's a great thing. Yes, yeah, super cool. Danette, as you watch this this season, any character's story arc that you're looking most forward to, to paying attention to? Whose growth are you like, oh, I, I want to see what happens there? You know, I, there's obviously so much that Janine is, she, she's a character that's defined in part by her optimism. You know, we, we've seen it kind of, you know, take a few blows. We saw the cracks in it in the first season when we learned more about her relationship with her mom and why she has, feels that need for a connection with uh, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm really interested to see how that's tested this season when, you know, she doesn't have quite the support network. Um, I mean, I guess Tariq was never all that supportive. But, right. um, you know, I, I'm going to be very interested to see um, how how she handles the challenges because I feel like there's a lot of them on the horizon for her. Mm-hmm. Anyone you're paying attention to in particular, Ariane? Well, you know, Miss Barbara is always my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I want to see, I think especially like last um, season, I was going to say last, school year. <laughs> I think we did see, you know, her with the tech challenges. And I think we really saw her kind of also like embracing new things. And so I liked how when this season started, she seemed to be really excited about kind of being like, I'm going to, you know, she was talking about like using grant money. And so it seems like she's like kind of embarking on some creative teaching methods, which is always, I think, exciting when you have the old school knowledge of teaching, but you are embracing and incorporating um, kind of maybe some new innovative things. Um, And I think that we might see some of that too. And then of course, you know, seeing how her and Janine are going to be hooking up. That dynamic for sure. Dynamic duo. Yes. And and Brandon, I know you're paying close attention to social media. What else are folks saying? I, I saw a bunch of tweets of just folks wanting Janine and Gregory to get together and saying this is their season for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of people want it's happening. more of, of that relationship and seeing how it's going to go. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm seeing a lot of love for Tariq. I like Tariq a lot, too. Like, I love the show. It didn't paint him as a villain. Yeah. And Zach Fox, the actor, is he's hilarious. So I'm hoping that we get to see the more character development for him, even though they're not together anymore, him and yeah. Janine. I want to see the Tariq find himself. Right. Yes. Does he actually get his footing. Does he have a music career? Like, because he, he seems like a great guy. They didn't break up because he's not a great guy. That's true. They broke up because they're at different places in life. That's so, true. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they, how they address that going forward. Well, before we go, I got to ask you all the big question Are you tuning in next week? Brandon. <laughs> no doubt. Easily. <laughs> Danette. <my> DVR. <laughs> Danette. Ariane. Absolutely. 
I think that was an absolutely. And you, Arian? I'm a absolutely. I'm with both of them. I am definitely going to be there. That was Danette Chavez, editor-in-chief of Primetimer, Brandon Pope, anchor and reporter at CW26, and Ariane Nettles at Northwestern University. Thank you all so much. This episode of Reset was produced by Claire Hyman and me, and it was edited and mixed by Andrew Merriweather. If you enjoyed hearing from our panel, consider subscribing to our podcast. There are tons of great conversations just like that waiting for you. And when you subscribe, don't forget to leave us a rating because that really helps people find our show and supports the work we do. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you back here on Monday. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.